Welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. Uh, surprise, surprise, another 28-point loss. Uh, Carlton v Collingwood. Um, Carlton, 7 goals, 15-57 to Collingwood. 13 goals, 7-85. Another 28-point loss, as I just mentioned. Um, initial thoughts before I transition into you, Daff. Um, just a few questions before you speak. Um, was there any willingness to win the game? Was there any willingness to take it up to the Premiership fancies? Was there any willingness to take it up to the arch fucking rivals? Yeah. Um, and of course, before um, I um, I transition to you, um, from the first five minutes, or me personally, I knew what the outcome was going to be. Um, yeah. If there's if there's no, I guess effort shown in the first five minutes i don't know what else to expect but duff how are you uh congrats on your first debut on saturday and um hopefully i think it's like this every single week isn't it hopefully the car hopefully car doesn't spoil your weekend too much but um how are you mate no i'm good mate um yeah lucky that happened otherwise the weekend would have been um a lot worse but yeah seriously um you look at these i'm just looking at these questions up and down and going nah there's no willingness to do anything today um, I've I've been saying it for the f- like first ten minutes every week. You know we're gonna win or lose. Yeah. Um, didn't have a crack until thirty points down, like we do every week. When the pressure's off, we we start to crack in, don't we? So, um, and looking at that last point, I did hear it about uh, fifteen minutes ago that twelve players didn't lay a tackle in the first half. That is, that is, that's so bad. That is. <laughs> It's hard to do. It's actually hard to do. Hard to do. Yeah, it is hard to do. Um, like with initial thoughts, I thought the first quarter we were just they were just on their own the whole time. It was a training drill. Like you go, oh, you know, everyone go, oh, good, good kicking my my check, and anyone could have kicked a bag today. Like realistically, uh, we're just so. There's no brand. Their brand is terrible to watch. I've there hasn't been one good game this year. No. Maybe the Geelong game is a pass mark. That was the one game I reckon. Maybe I was yeah. pretty happy about. But round one, Richmond, nah. Giants win shit. North second half, okay, but they're crap. So, mm-hmm. and then you look at the rest of the games and you go, West Coast, a hundred point win. It was probably the least excited I've been about a hundred point win. Yeah. Well, they just lost to <laughs> Hawks by 120, which is unbelievable too. So um, that just shows you where we're at currently. Um, and we've both been saying it. It's round 10 and we haven't fixed any of the issues. It's actually gotten worse mm-hmm. as the round's gone on. Usually it's, it should be getting better. Yeah. Um, teams usually, you know, they might struggle at the start of the year and maybe bank a few wins, which we did. We thought maybe they'll just building into the year. We'll give them, give them weeks, but we've given them enough chances now. Enough chances, and you when you play a team like Collingwood in a big game like that, and you can't pull your finger out, there's problems within the team. And I've, I saw a clip of Vossi and Cripper actually arguing on the bench. I'm not sure what quarter it was, but mm. um, there's something going down there. I'm not sure if people are just looking into it a little bit much, but um, they were, um, you know, just talking about something, and it looked very, you know, very serious. So, um, that's what all players should be doing look at themselves in the eye. Stop high-fiving each other after a conceded goal. Mm. Like the back six, oh, on your mate, it's all right. 
Why do you just let him, let him know it's not good enough? Yeah. Not good enough. But, yeah, it's it's too hard to come back. You can put the line through finals currently until we see a maybe a radical change, which I don't see happening. Yeah. I think it was um, a little bit more of a misunderstanding between Voss and Cripps. I don't know. I actually haven't seen the vision. I've been trying to search for, for the vision, but I haven't actually seen the vision. I really want to see it. But... Um, it looks more to it looks more like a misunderstanding with what I'm hearing, um, and it just shows that Voss is explaining something, whatever it is, and then Cripps is actually looking confused. Yeah, and it looks like he's and a lot of people um have said um on the media and stuff just saying that I mean the fans are saying that they've the players have actually lost hope. Or they've lost hope in the system. And this is 2021 stuff. Yes. And and if I hear one more play, if I hear something else in the club come out saying, oh, no, we've given up on the system or whatever, how how much do these players actually hold their egos above the club and say, oh, no, we've given up on this system? Fuck Voss. We want again. Literally, when Teague when Teague got sacked, oh, I was same thing. Yeah, but I was furious at the players because I'm like, what like, you you pretty much pushed them out the door, and it was the big leaders, and they unfortunately they do have a say more than a coach, which I don't agree with whatsoever. Um, and it's it seems like now that once again the players are losing their, um, I guess their hunt with this whole. Um, system and and with this like with their effort with the system, and I just don't understand how the players can go out there and be confused with the system because they go out there every single day through the week to train it. Michael Voss, I would assume, is working his absolute fucking ass off because he wouldn't he wouldn't be taking this for granted. He wouldn't be taking this second job as an AFL coach for granted. So I'm sorry, but if I hear another thing come out of the club saying that there is misconnection with their players and their game system. If you got misconnection, sort it fucking out. <laughs> Learn it. Learn yeah. the system. Go out of your way. Instead of instead of spending two hours on the track, spend two hours, 30 minutes on the track learning the fucking system. It's it's yeah. week in, week out, and it's always the same shit where I hear after a loss like that, there's always the thing to do with bossy's done. Bossy's gone. Yeah. When I've said it from day one, this se- I mean, not day one, but I've said it through the season when we started to lose. When yeah. are the players going to take accountability for yes. their performances? Yeah. It's beyond a joke, Daff. It's yeah, actually it a beyond a joke. It is laughable. And I have said it. I'm now at a point now where I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm actually beyond the point of angry because I am actually, yeah. I lost hope today. I, I didn't leave. But I was watching and then I, I went there with a man of mine that I haven't seen in a while. And I actually was talking to him more than I was actually watching the game. And I was, and I'm just, and, and then I was saying to him, I'm like, I don't think I've ever done this where I've actually not watched the game. Yeah. And I've actually lost hope. So to touch on the 12 players who didn't lay a tackle in the first half, I want to work out exactly who it was. I know that there will be some way to find out. I don't know the exact stat, but 12 players who didn't lay a tackle in the... That's more than half yes. on the ground. That is unbelievable. And the amount of the, the amount of ball that, that the Pies had in the first half, for them not to lay a tackle, 
and yeah. Vossi sat and, and Vossi would would be saying he's happy with the effort. Oh fuck! No. Really? You can't. You, you get me out there next week. <laughs> get me out there, and I will show more effort. I will. Yeah. That's the thing. Supporters know how much it means. I don't know if these players do. They don't. Oh, so today with this episode, it will be a little bit more um, shaped across moments that happen in the game. It won't really be segments. It will more to be yeah. to do with some moments that we'll touch on because I think um, it needs it needs to be, it needs to be touched on. So first things, Daff. Obviously, the um, the selection call with George Hewitt being omitted and being the sub, and Ed Kerner keeping his place as the sub last week and now playing this week in the best twenty-two. What do you think of that? Was that egotistical? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. I think Hewitt's been uh, very down this season. Um, I thought he's been pretty poor the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't think that's the worst decision of the weekend. I think it's one a bad decision, definitely. I agree with what you're saying, 100%. Not a good decision. But what the fuck is TDK playing in the twos for? They've got two Ruckman. Get him in. Yeah. He's going to hurt. Are we really not willing to take a risk? We've been losing games anyway. So uh, they bring in Cameron and they got Cox. So and we're going to put Jack Silvani in the fucking ruck mm. again. It's just yeah. not working. That's done. I don't want to watch that anymore. No. Nah. I, I like good on Jace. He has a crack, but I'm done with having a crack. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to win games of football. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's not 27 and 29 where you go, that's a good loss. Yeah. The decisions are wrong. Every mm. week. And if yeah. I don't see Jacob Wiedering drop next week, if as long as I think March Bank played today in the twos, if he's fit and ready to go, you get him in. You get him in or you get Sam Durden in. And for all I know, based on contract talks I've seen, Mitch McGovern can just pack his bags. Oh. He can pack his bags. Mm. He can go to Port Adelaide or wherever he wants to go, play with his fucking brother. I don't, like, I'm not trying to single out individuals here, but if you if you're not putting your heart in for the club that's paid you five years, 800000 a year, What, like, what's the point of keeping you? So, but yeah, on that point, Ed Kerno, um, I hate singling out individuals because I thought he was okay, ta- um, like, tagging um, Nick Dacos. I thought he didn't have huge impact. I thought he was okay. But, um, yeah, very, very odd selection there. Yeah. So, of course, Nick Dacos ended up having 27 touches for, for the game, which is, of course, Collingwood's high, um, highest disposal gets, um, along with Dugowie and also Josh Dacos as well. Um, so whether Ed Kerner was kind of transitioning between going to Nick Dacos and Jordan Dugowie, I'm not too sure. I was seeing him more on um, on Nick Dacos. Um, as you said, I don't think the impact with it was there. So um, that's what we were kind of crying out for. If Ed Kerner was to come in, I want him to tag. So I don't know next week if if Voss is going to go down that path with trying to bring in Kerno. But there was times when Kerno wasn't tagging, and he was yeah. getting the ball. Oh, and no, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can't have a tagger just out there just to tag this one player. Hey, they're going to be a footballer too. They've got to be a footballer. Spot on. I, I don't know if you remember it. I don't know. I think it might have been in the third, and we we were on a little bit of a like had a bit of momentum, and they're running on the like the members' wing. And I think Akers went to Kerno and then Kerno was running to the 50. Harry McCoy was right in front of me, leading at him, just a short hit up. Yeah. And he goes long to hit the goal square and then he missed it. So it was like he wasn't going for goal, but he wasn't passing it. So mm. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, 
who we have a go at Harry Mackay. He's leading up with the footy, had his space, had his space, yeah. hit him. Yeah. Easiest kick in the game. 15 yeah. meter little stab pass. Mm. And, he, and he goes long, loopy, because it's like, it's like if I think Carlton, the way they think in inside 50s is like, the longer you get it, <laughs> the longer you get it will win. Mm. It's like, how easy is that to defend? You know, when you go long and it hits the goal score, you just punch that through. Darcy so easy. But yeah, Darcy Moore right. had an absolute day out for that reason. And the amount of times yeah. I was seeing Matt Owies or Corey Dern on Darcy yeah. Moore, and Darcy Moore would be absolutely licking his lips if he's, he's seeing ball. that. He's, the ball. he's broken the record for intercept marks mm. in the history of the game. Yeah. And like, I would have broken the record based on those inside 50. Yeah. He was standing inside 50 on his own sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think that's you've got to make him accountable for a man. Mm. Yeah. At a quarter time, you go, Jack Silvani, pick him up. Yeah. Pick him up. Yeah. Defend him. I know yeah. that sounds odd, but it might, because it, it was just like, it'd be Harry and Charlie, right? Around the wing. And then you see Darcy more floating around the back because he doesn't pick up anyone. He's a good footballer, but, you know, if, when he's accountable, it's a little bit harder to do that stuff. And then he just goes and flies for a mark. Like, shocking. Shock that, that's on the coaches. That's huge. I know it's on the players as well, but coaching staff, you yeah. get a half a footy where he's taking all those marks and you can't fix it. Yeah. It's, it's on a, I agree with you. It's the players mainly, mainly, but as a, your role as a coach, you're sitting in the fucking box. Mm. You can see it. Yeah. Like, when's it going to change? Yeah. Like, it should have been 10 minutes in. The runner should go out to fucking Jack Silvani or whoever it is, pick him up. Yeah. Or stop kicking to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not a coach, so. <laughs> and so with that, so whether it was, uh, whether it's more to do with the football IQ with them getting it forward and always getting it into Darcy Moore, or if, as you said, yeah. if it was Silvani or someone going to Darcy Moore as more of that, um, I don't know who it was, but someone um, someone went to Aaliyah Aaliyah from Port Adelaide. And they went, I think, I think it was Kyle Langford. I don't know for sure, but I think it was someone like that. Yeah, and that was players, a, yeah. yeah. And it was like a, like a tag that they yeah. actually limited a literally because they know how damaging he is. Yeah. So as you said, so I'm going to ask you one question before we touch on some more moments. Cause I want to, tra- I, I want to go through these. Cause I think these are really key, yeah. but right yeah. now, like, I know that you don't know, but right now, is it the players or is it the coaching staff right out now in your mind? What which one do you think they need? Because there's different sides of the story. I see yeah. it different. I see it different where they aren't fucking trying out there. But then yeah. there's yeah. different parts of the story stories where Bossy isn't changing anything either. Yeah. So is there something that you see more than the other, or is it just both equally fucking shit? <laughs> um you don't laugh, you cry the uh, good old saying, but um, uh, it's almost it's almost a little bit, uh, I guess, hundred percent on the players for mine. I was okay. absolutely disgusted today, um, especially just that effort. But like I said about uh, just before, like if you can't fit in coaching wise, you have got to be able to fix that stuff, man. Did we put apparently? I heard on the fan cams. I left a three quarter time viewers. I don't leave much many games early, but today my brain could not keep up with it. But apparently the last quarter, Matt Kennedy was on my check. Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Maybe. Someone said on four cams, there was a 10-minute period. Weedering couldn't stop my check, so we put Kennedy on him. 
Is that? That's coaching. <laughs> but, but, but that is coaching. coaching. Who's also, I mean, one of the moments that, that we would touch on is, so um, a few mo- moments that we touched on, um, that we, we will touch on, which is coaching, Mitch McGovern was shifted forward. So Silvani back. back. That's what I was thinking of. I'm like, what was the other one? Silvani halfback. What was yeah. I? I don't. If that was something to try and touch, um, to try and stop my check, maybe. But me, oh, that's that's. You know, I, I don't know if you. I'd imagine you did agree because that's exactly T twenty twenty one. Remember Melbourne game round nine twenty twenty one. Liam Jones full forward. Remember that we talked yeah, about it on yeah. the chat. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know the game. I knew the game that day was over because we did that. That's yeah. the white flag. It's like, yeah, we'll just yeah, white flag. We're desperate, yeah. but it's like, what? Like, you know, when you're changing that, it's over. It's yeah. over because your system goes down the pile. Yeah, because you got Sauce, who's a forward. Obviously, he's trained as a forward. Goes down back. And then you got Gub up for half forward who did not want to be there today. Mm. With like in the last six weeks, he hasn't wanted to be there, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, and that's on coaching too. Like, yeah, if the only way you can fix something is through changing positions, that means you are lacking as a coach and a coaching group. You know what I mean? You should be able to fix it with the guys you've got there in their positions. And like for your initial question, I think it's a 50-50 split. I think it's on onus on all of them. I think it's as a whole as well, you know, um, just top to bottom as a club, I think we've completely lost our, you know, way. And um, it's hard to say, but I'm jealous of Collingwood and the way they embrace their fans and their culture and their history. Yep. And they feed off their energy. Yep. You know, we might think they're feral bastards in the crowd, but look at look on the ground. Like they, they feed off that energy, and that's pretty much sparked most of their comebacks. Yep. In, in, seriously, you hear that, you know, that, oh, like the, they start to hum, you know? It's just like they don't feed off our energy. No. We're there every week. We, you know, last week we almost caught up and won. How loud was that in Marvel? And yep. they put up that first half performance, and we were still there to cheer them on. Mm. Uh, in all my time as a Carlton sport, I've never really seen him feed off the crowd. Maybe early last year, but you could scrap round one to ten last year. No point. If if you, we finish, we finished ninth, Pato, and we've got worse. Mm. So we didn't make finals, which we should have last year. We're playing much better footy. Yeah, we missed finals and we've got worse. Yeah, like you've come top four and gone worse and maybe come seventh. You've come ninth, and you're probably going to finish at the bottom seven, six or seven if we keep playing like this. Yeah. And of course we'll touch on um the ladder position as well. So of course we were ninth uh ninth to start the round and now we of course shifted down to eleventh on the um ladder and of course we're playing Sydney this week and they're twelfth. So um very, very interesting um to touch on that. Um but we'll now just transition into of course the apparent niggle that was kind of mentioned throughout the week. Um of course our captain Patrick Cripps um uh, apparently it's a, a bit of the back injections that he had a couple of years ago with apparently he was having some back injections. I, I don't know if that was confirmed a couple of years ago. Um, I know it was very much a rumor, but of course it's come out again today. I don't know if that was once again a rumor, but I think it has to be touched on because if it is that case, when is Cripper 
And when is the coaching staff going to actually say, you need to be a little bit less selfish and actually bring in a fit 100% player? Like, when yeah. is it that, and, and I love I love that Crip says, no, I'm fine to go. But the coaches yeah. also have to say, no, you're not actually right to go. We aren't going to put you out there for a, for a arch rival game if you're not 100 percent fit. And of course, no yeah. one is hundred percent fit going into I mean, like halfway through through the season, you get you do yeah. get niggles and stuff. But if it's a back injury and it's actually preventing him from performing, that's when it's an issue. So yeah. what did you think of that, Duffy Boy? I don't know if you've heard of that, but in that case, what's your thoughts on it if it is true? The way I look at it is, mate, it's simple. If he's out there, he's fit. If he's out there, he's fit. There's no excuses. I thought he was he wasn't our worst today. I don't think oh, he was out. I think he was a little bit better today. Um he couldn't have been worse from last week, but um he was definitely better. It took him a while to warm up. I think he actually started pretty well. He's one of our better players in that first five, ten minutes. I thought he was hitting the ball hard and doing, you know, normal stuff. And I think his twenty six touches were actually worthy of twenty six touches. Like he was actually impacting the play. But yeah, on the niggle, you just, you know, if he's out there, he's fit for mine. And, you know, I know you're saying 100% if the coaches, surely they wouldn't let him go out there if he was um, injured. I don't think they would. I think I think that was actually a big Teague problem. I think that was the problem why they wanted to get rid of him. He was the one going overruling the uh, fitness staff, and that's what, where it all ended for him. So um, hopefully that's not the case this time. I wouldn't believe it would be because I think no. there's been a couple of times last year where we did rest him um, and we were able to cover it, but... Yeah, um, hopefully he can deal with it a little bit. And hopefully it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore now, but um, yeah. hopefully <laughs> hopefully he's fit for our inevitable 24-point loss to the Swans next week. Yeah, and is it a bad that it's around 10 and it's already season over? So <laughs> transition into uh, Harry McKay um, and his first goal that he kicked. So Harry looked, I mean, he didn't look back to his... His, his old self, but he looked better and he looked more confident, which is great to see. Have to touch on his first goal. Who got around him to get... He has been absolutely shat on in the media. Absolutely shat on. Absolutely yeah. dragged through the dirt from every single yeah. media um, outlet saying, this guy's overpaid, this guy's this guy's overrated, blah, blah, blah. This this guy is going to stay at Carlton until 2030. Carlton are doomed, Right. If he kicks the first goal of the game for your club, Cripple was the only one that I that, yeah, that yeah. I saw get around him. Who else? There was probably maybe two, three. Every single person on that ground yeah. act like act like it's, it's his first goal. Act yeah. like it's his um, reignition to get himself back to confidence. That could have yeah. been the moment. And yeah. I'm sorry, you had to get around him at that moment. Get we were every single person around us. In the Carlton members, we're like, yeah. yes, Harry, yeah. that's what we want. Yeah. And then we waited a second. We're like, wait, no one's getting around him. He's just celebrating yeah. his own. Um, so, Duff, what, what were your thoughts on Harry McQuire's game? And, of course, on that first goal, was there anything that you hoped to see a little bit more with that celebration with that first goal? Yeah, well, literally, that was right in front of me. He was right directly in front of me. Um, and I and I saw him doing the drop punt. And I, saw him, I watched him pre-game a fair bit just seeing what he was getting up to in terms of his set shots and he was doing a lot of drop punts. So I was confident that he was actually going to kick it. So obviously good kick. I thought he was better today, like you said, but 
he's still got a little bit of um, improvement to come, and I think that'll come. Uh, yeah. I think it was two loss two today, which is still probably you know a little bit off, but um, yeah, like you say, man, like I saw Cripper come up to him and grab his jumper and you know get up and about, but uh, we see it too many years. How many years are we seeing these moments? where you need to get up and about and they just lack the energy and they go, yeah, I'll just go back to my position and, um, yeah. you know, stand there because, because, you know, they got, their, they got their paycheck. doesn't matter. doesn't matter for them. But, you know, fucking, you know, Mitch McGovern's at, at home at, in his backyard fucking sipping on pina coladas while we're here on a stupid fucking show talking about these dickheads. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Not a stupid show. Sorry to take that back, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like it's you, it's so bad. We yeah. pay to watch them, and they're getting yeah. paid to do that. Yep, it's 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 unbelievable. But um, now nah, shout out to Cripper because you know he knows what it means to be um, kind of dragged through the mud in the media. I thought twenty twenty one, he was he copped it heaps, and especially during last year when he won the Brown Loan, everyone was saying he didn't deserve it and all that type of shit. You know, he he gets it. He gets Carlton. So yeah, uh, yeah not good enough as a as a whole. Yeah, spot on. Um, Jesse Motlop. And his check side, I, I assume that would, would have been right in front of you as well. Yep. yep um, check side, <laughs> 50. Discuss. Oh, mate. It was, uh, it was going off like at that time because everyone was standing up because there was a brawl going on or whatever. I was, yeah. like, I was like, I'm like, yeah, this is the moment to really just get back in this game or, you know, kick a goal from 50. And then I look at his, like, where he's holding the ball with his hands. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, it's got well, he's a good kick drop punt. Like, I think he's an actual better drop punt than snap. Spot on. Thought, you know, that Melbourne game is popping him from 50. Yeah, like what, what if, as a whole, we keep going away from what we're good at or what we can do. And another moment was that Ed Kerner handball off to Charlie when he's 40 out. Like, what I saw him in the fucking warm ups kick and drop punts from 50. Well, why it's like in their heads, something's just like they can't locked down and just do what they know best. And that's just not good enough from Jesse and he's not good enough currently. Yeah. And we'll touch on also the other small forward, Corey Dern. Um, we're not going to touch on always because I reckon he was once again, he did his job again today. He, he, he kicked two goals, one, um, and he missed a sitter in front of goal, but knowing always he, he's expected to kick that. So I'm not, I'm not going to shit on him, but Corey Dern, fuck me. The two, the two small forwards, when, and oh, the the amount of times I hear how great this Carlton forward line is. No, it's not. We've got two tools down there that are good, <laughs> that are semi-decent. No yes, one no else. else. We don't no. have any small forward staff. No, we don't. And, and like, based on that, I know we love JSOS. I love him a lot, Carlton through and through. But what does he add, Pato? Oh. No, no. Like, I love he has a crack. He has a crack. 100%. Yeah. But... What does he add, man? Mm. What has he added the last couple of years? Tell yeah. me. Tell me. What does he add? I would tackle I would say it's <laughs> I, I, I because I've had this argument so many times with Savali. I reckon he's vital to this lineup, but he he's um I guess his aggression and his intent yeah. to hunt the football is always going to be there. But yeah. no more on the fucking effort. Yes, it's about the skill. Yes, we're trying to win premierships. Effort doesn't win premierships. No, effort doesn't win premierships. Yeah, effort should be a prerequisite. It should be there 
every quarter of every yeah. minute of every game. Yeah. But he doesn't add anything. And dudes at my lot, do they know how to crumb a ball or oh. they fly for balls all the time? Yeah. So flying for balls, you got the best forward in the competition. Yeah. Charlie Kinder. Yeah. Flying for marks. This guy's a superstar, right? Are they uh, are they fucking dumb? Yeah. They train they fucking live and breathe the footy club every day. They're at the training ground seeing this guy play. Yeah. Be at the feet. Mm. Be at the feet. He's gonna bring it down. Yeah. It's too hard to watch, Pato. It's yeah. too hard. And I see it. Yeah. I see it so much from from the other end though from Collingwood where every single time that there's a tall hack mark there. and there's a crumb, they're there. They are there. And then we see it from the other sense where it's Charlie or Harry in the pack or Pitnett going forward in the yeah. pack. Then there is Noble or Maynard or Darcy Moore yeah. Mitchell, around the pack. To Tom Mitchell, off. 58 times, he's out the back of the contest because yeah. he knows where Tom to be. He doesn't Tom get sucked Mitchell. in the contest. He doesn't yeah. get sucked in the contest because he's a good footballer. Spot good on. football minds. We don't have enough of those. And I'm telling you, when we get to trade period, if I don't see any, you know, play, you know, we've got to look at these players with more IQ. And they can hit targets and are quicker. We're too slow yeah. and skill isn't good enough nah. to be anything. Not at all. Completely spot on. Um, we're now going to transition into a performance from our key defender, one of our vice captains, um, the leader in the back line, in a sense, um, Jacob Wettering. Um, I, I mean, this year, of course, has been very poor for his standards and expectations from us supporters. Um, he's been terrible and we have to be realistic for, uh, to put these players on a pedestal. We have to be harsh as well. We can't just be all the time being like, yeah, he's great. But also when he's not performing, we have to be pretty fucking harsh and off field stuff, completely shit. All right. It's completely shit. But whether it is down to that, whether it is down to that or whether it is down to something else, I don't know. But if you are not performing on the field because of yeah. mentality and you're not willing to take the risk that you normally would and you're not executing on the skills that you normally would, that is when it affects the side. One moment yeah. before I transition into you, Duff, is halfback. It was right in front of me. He he marked it. I was like, great, right? He was right there, Okay. And he decided to go slow. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, there's options fucking there to switch. But anyway, <laughs> like, okay, you can slow it slow down because he's a leader. So he knows what he's doing. Then he decides to chip a pass inside to, I think it was Matt Kennedy, And he missed the target. And I was going off my, and then it led to a goal. It led to a goal. Yeah. And there was this person behind me who just went, fuck you, wearing you. See you, see you next Tuesday, as we'll say, Duffy boy. We won't, we won't say, say the actual word. Unbelievable, unbelievable from a vice captain and for a supporter to say that. And she actually walked out. She yeah, walked out no, after that moment. Don't, don't blame her. Don't blame her at all. So, Duff, what, what, what was your thoughts on the vice captain's performance, and what does this mean for Jacob Wainering? Oh, I don't know what to say about him because. Um, He's one of the most reliable guys ever. Uh, well, one of the, in our team, we don't have many reliable blokes over the years, and he's one of those guys who's always there and picking up the best forwards. And um, he's uh, oh, wow. I, I don't really. 
You can scrap that shit about the scam. That was six weeks ago. That's I'm done with that now. That's the thing. Uh, he's playing footy. He's on the field. If he's on the field, he's fine. So, um, he, obviously, he's clearly lacking so much confidence, like the whole team is. But he's just he's a, he sets the standard in that back six. I feel. Yeah. I don't know if I'm wrong there, but I feel like he's the guy. You know, when he's got the ball, when he's using it well, that's when our their confidence grows in our back six. I feel like this season that he's kind of backpedaling and playing safe, which has led to everyone else playing safe in that back six and actually really hurt us um, going forward. Um, I'm not sure what your take on that is, but like, it's just, he just plays safe and they're just him being the leader back there. And, you know, the barometer, I guess, in a sense back there and, and for the team, um, he, if he plays shit, we tend to play bad. Yeah. Like it just sets his tone because he's so important to this team. I know it's, Hard to say, but it's more in terms of a mentality rather than, you know, his skills, everyone has skills, right? But it's like he, when his mentality is off and it's negative and it's safe and he's just trying to play it safe and not win games, rather he's trying to hold off teams. But it's just, it sets the tone and it happened again. It happened again. Like you're talking about that kick. That's another safe kick. Doesn't take on a switch. And I was saying it today, we rush when we don't need a rush and we don't rush when we need to rush. Yeah. You know, like when we're at the pump, we think we've got more time than we do. And then when we have time, we fuck it up. So it's ridiculous. These guys can't hit a side of a barn and he's, um, he, he, if he's not dropped the next couple of weeks, there's a problem. Yeah. And of course, if he keeps this up, this, um, these performances there, there has to be no, there's no other way. He needs yeah. a reality check of, well, if he's going out there, but but he's going out there every single weekend expecting this to be okay, which which it isn't okay. And no. you said there about, um, in a sense where Jacob Henry is so important to that backline and try and treat him as a quarterback, okay? Then you treat a Darcy Moore on the other side of the spectrum where the yeah. difference, okay? Darcy Moore always looks for the attacking option. When yes. Wesley looks looks for the save option so he doesn't fuck up the play. Yes. He, doesn't, he doesn't want to be the one that fucked it up. Yeah, but he still and, does. But he still does. He still yeah. does. And and I'll touch on one thing here, and I don't know if this really has much to do with, um, with I guess, with Wearing and his attacking play, but he had 100 metres gained. 100 metres gained, and he had eight touches, which isn't a lot of the ball whatsoever. Eight, eight touches of the ball. Eight <laughs> He had he had eight disposal oh, with three God. pressure acts. I'll say it again, three pressure acts. And I'll say one more thing to put a nail oh, no. on the coffin. He did not come off the bench. Uh, sorry, he did not come off the field to go on the bench. So see, he spent hundred percent. He was a he he spent hundred nineteen <laughs> minutes twenty eight seconds of hundred nineteen minutes and twenty eight seconds on the ground. So he did not come off the ground at all. He was on the ground the whole time, the whole game. And he produced three pressure acts, eight disposals, and we know how much the ball was down there because Collingwood won the game. So the ball was obviously down there. It would be different if that was a hundred and a hundred and forty point win to Carlton. That's different because the ball's not down there. Yeah. Three pressure acts with a hundred meters gained off eight disposals. That's not that's I'm pretty confident to say that that's Weedering's poorest game. And it's a lot, a lot of players was like that tonight. A lot of performances were just like, that is terrible. Yeah. And for an arch rival, arch nemesis game, yeah. 
line in the sand. It is your do or die contest. The amount of content we produce this week, yes. hyping up, hyping this up, saying this is it. It's yep. do or die this week. It is now or never. If you don't stand up this week, season's done. It's, this is a season-defining performance. If you don't stand up, it's put, it is a nail in the coffin in the best way possible if you don't produce the football that you want to produce today. And they didn't produce it. And we saw it in the first five minutes. We knew what the outcome would be. It would once again be a 20-plus point loss, and it would be 20 to 30 points that we would always lose to these sides. And we're never yeah. around. We're ne- we were never going to beat them today. No. I was so, I was actually, I was like, we can actually do this. I'm feeling it. I'm like, the, the crowd's getting around. I'm feeling it. Yeah. And they just didn't produce it. So before we touch on the last thing that I really want to touch on, is there anything else you want to touch on there about, um, about Jacob Wintering Duff? No more on him. He doesn't deserve it. Doesn't deserve it. So I think the last thing that we'll touch on, I, I, I know that we touched on a little bit about Mitch McGovern, so I don't think we'll touch on that again. That was just absolutely terrible. One last thing, and I wanted to make this the main event, okay? So act like this is the, um, a WWE card, Daffy Boy. So obviously you have all the, um, yep. the more important... <laughs> the undercard, the undercard, the main event as the last. <laughs> um, now, steel side bottom. Fuck with, I'll say. Fuck with. <laughs> How dare you? But anyway, um, yeah. laughing at our performance slash decision making. Well, it's and... either that, I see that he's going to mark it, or I know that's going to come to me at the front. Um, I shouldn't say, but on the they just kept getting it to him and he kept mocking it. I actually found myself laughing there a few times because he was just gloving everything. But um, nah, pleasure to play alongside him and hopefully he keeps just gloving him like that. Yeah, isn't that bad? Is it? it we are we are back to being laughing. We are back to being literal um, training cones on a like like on a field. We are walking around being absolutely stagnant. We aren't doing anything. <laughs> So Duff, <laughs> as you said, if you don't laugh, you cry. Really, that's what it is. So, yeah. um, what is your thoughts yeah. on that? I need your thoughts, please. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he's an absolutely phenomenal player. Side yeah. bottom, he's kills us every year. I think every year, um, one of those every year he kills us on that wing. We give him about a hundred meter space, but um, yeah, that just shows you where we're at. I think that comment just literally reflects how the whole AFL world is currently looking at. People don't like us, mate, and they're loving it. They're loving it again. We're crap again. Mm. And everyone loves it. I'm telling you, everyone, I would say all other 17 clubs are loving this. You know, there's something about us. There's an aura about us. You know, last year we were winning. They started to get a little bit, you know, oh, shit. Like, they're actually playing good footy and they started to hate us a little bit more in terms yeah. of, you know, you know, when Collingwood started to play better, you started to hate them a bit more. Richmond, you know, those teams. And now we've done that, didn't do anything, and now we're shit again. Yeah. We're back to square one and everyone's laughing at us. And still side bottoms laughing in a fucking post-game interview, for Christ's sake. Like, and he's not wrong either. Like, that's no. just laughable. We're kicking it to him. Like, Darcy Moore was smirking. Like, he knows. 11, he broke the record for intercept marks, but anyone could have done it if they were in that Collingwood back on today. So, um. That footage needs to be shown at training this week. Yeah. That, actually, that. actually, that is a good thing that, that you actually touched on there right now. Was there any footage shown through oh. the week 
of those. And I'm sorry, we know we watched the vision through the week. It made yeah. us cringe. It made us. Yes. It made our hearts. We were back in that moment again. That's how yeah. we were watching the vision. We were like, there is no way in hell that these players aren't seeing this either. They they would have been in that last in that in that match um match preview that they do for the game. They have to they had to show that the last two minutes every single player that was playing in the best 22, 23 had to get in that room and watch that last few moments and see yeah. what was actually happening. And I I reckon I probably would have actually this is a question: Would you have rather? a 28-point loss, or would you have rather a four-point loss in the dying seconds like that? Um, If it was a four-point loss and we played good, I would have taken it. Yeah. It's been a bit... Yeah. Today was, like, the least interested I've ever been in a football game. Spot on. Half-time. Like, like me and you know how passionate we are about this team, and... If we're sitting there, you're talking to your mate for most of the game. I was in third quarter, I was just staring into just like into the abyss, looking at fucking seagulls on the ground. Like, this is ridiculous. You know, we focus on every play usually, like bit by bit. And but no, you can't focus on the game. And when your team's like, it's just ridiculous. Um, we're in no man's land right now as a football club. And, um, well, there's always next year, isn't there? <laughs> always next year. <laughs> we say that every year, don't we? But actually, <laughs> before I touch on one more thing before we wrap up the episode, um, I was actually actually it's funny you say that because I was actually <laughs> focusing more on my super coach players out there tonight. <laughs> I was actually more focusing also I had I had Walshy, Dacos, um yeah. I think you had to go as well. So I was like yeah. watching those three and I'm like, in that last quarter, I'm like, go on to Goey. Get going, mate. Go on. Get a few more touches. Isn't that bad? Isn't that bad? I was, yeah. I mean, I looked at my mate and I'm like, isn't this bad? It is really bad. <laughs> it is so bad. And I don't know how we keep, I actually don't we're know. Idiots. We are like, uh, I was saying it, you know, insanity means that you go somewhere knowing, expecting a different result every yeah. week. Yeah. We are insane. We are stupid. All the people in the stadium, stupid, thinking we would get something different. Yeah. You know, not having to go out supported, but we are stupid thinking yeah. we would win. We yeah. fucking tipped us in the preview again. Yeah. Not that's doing it. <laughs> we are insane, Pato. We have to agree I, on that. How I, do we do that? I literally was thinking that on the walk I was just like, wait, we actually think, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm like, there is no possible way that I'm gonna tip City. Um, that I'm gonna tip Carlton next week against City. You watch, you nah, watch. Nah, Something nah. will happen. Nah, I, nah, I, I, I put a line to it. Yeah, I am putting a line. Right, if we it. do it next week, if we do that next, if, if we tips uh, Carlton next week, I will yeah. officially not go on baggage chat again. <laughs> I tip Carlton next week. All right, good. Okay. Not tipping them. It's just I oh, it. <laughs> It's so hard to explain because we we ever like we don't want to look like it's a joke to us because we both know that we are now at a at a at a boiling point that it's beyond anger. It's a, yeah, it's so it, it's just laughable, and this is how we treat with just shit. Is we <laughs> kind of laugh 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 about it, and we kind of move on from it because, like I know that as soon as this 
episodes up and running and it will be 9am tomorrow morning um, on Monday morning that it will be released. I'll forget about that game. I probably will because I just lost interest. I yeah. lost hope. You can't, if you, you literally get yourself sucked up and I can't be thinking about it anymore. Like once no. we end this call and I do whatever we need to do with posts or whatever, yeah. I'm not thinking about it until Friday. No, stop. I'm not. Completely we, we, need to, we need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> We, we need to stop thinking about them because yeah. they don't deserve it until they prove us otherwise, um, which I don't think they will mm. this season. No. Um, they don't deserve it, mate. Yeah. Completely spot on. Um, I think this episode's gone a little bit shorter to what we usually would. Um, yeah. I think it's about, I mean, I don't know exactly, but um, I know that it's a little bit shorter, but I think it's more short and sharp. We did ramble on a little bit um, throughout the episode, as we always do, especially me. But um, I think it's just yeah, we have to try and keep on doing episodes every single week because if we stop doing it when we're playing like shit and we come back when we're playing good, that's not what that's not no. what this is all about. We have to go through the lows of the lows, and of course, if we ever get there, we go with the highs and the yeah. highs. But Dash Boy, is there anything else you want to touch on for this episode? No. Nah. Good <laughs> shot. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah. No more. <laughs> See what? No, I'm kidding. Um, make sure to all the viewers like, comment, subscribe. Um, I know that right now it seems very dark and hollow, this whole club, um, their performances, um, all that. I know it's tough, but if we just keep on showing up, we, th- without the club, without us, there's no club. So yep. we have to, we are the stakeholders within this, and we have to keep showing up, supporting this club as much as it hurts. Unfortunately, I just think that we will eventually get there. We will. Yeah. It, it eventually will happen. It's just all yeah. a part of the journey. So, um, Daffy, absolute pleasure, mate. As every single week, and as always, to all the blue baggers out there, up the baggers. Uh-huh.